Hey, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to pop on really quick and say that it has been brought to my attention by an amazing listener of the show that throughout this episode a few times, I think three it was, (laughs) I accidentally said Milwaukee, Minnesota instead of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I just wanted to quickly correct myself and own up to the fact that, yes, I did mess up and I am aware of it. So thank you to that fan that reached out and let me know. Honestly, if you guys are listening and you catch stuff like that, please let me know. I take no offense to it. My goodness, we are all human. We all make mistakes. And I just want my content that I give out to you guys to be as accurate and awesome as possible. So if there is anything that I need to correct, please feel free to tell me, reach out on social media. Um, Like my grandma used to say, there are reasons that pencils have erasers. So yeah, messed that up, but that's okay. Like I said, we all do it. So just wanted to own it and say thank you to the person that reached out to me. Like I said, I really do appreciate when folks let me know that there was an error in something. I am the first to admit when I am incorrect about something and try to fix it, whatever it is. Um, I am so raw and real. I'm sure if you have been listening to the show you see that, and if you've tuned into any of the YouTube lives that I've done recently, it's about as real as it gets. So, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for all of your support. It means so much to me. I just appreciate the hell out of all of you. So, thank you so much. And with that, enjoy this episode. A member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Umphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I'm host, Sarah J., I hope that you're able to check out last week's episode where we chatted about Umphrey's 25th birthday celebration weekend. That included the show at Brooklyn Bowl on January 19th and two nights at Capitol Theater January 20th and 21st. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you missed it. This week on the show, we're going to break down the four-night Midwest run, January 26th at the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 
January 27th at GLC Live at 20 Monroe in Grand Rapids, Michigan. January 28th at the Fillmore in Detroit. January 29th at the House of Blues in Cleveland, Ohio. Before we get to that, a new single is on the horizon. February 17th, Staircase is going to be unleashed on the world. Very excited about it. I will throw a link in the show notes for where you can pre-save that on your various favorite music streaming apps. Really looking forward to hearing this new tune. Excited to hear if this contains some roots from somewhere in the past. Perhaps a reworked, forgotten, past Umble debut. A Rostu contender that didn't find a home yet. Or maybe a riff that they've dabbled with over the years that just never came to be something. Who knows? Either way, as I said, I'm very excited to hear it and excited to see what becomes of this new tune in the live setting. Already thinking forward toward hearing this song live. So we shall see. February 17th, Staircase. Make sure to check it out. There is a lot to get to with four shows to chat about, so we're going to dive right in. Doom Flamingo would get the evening started the first three nights of this tour. First up, January 26th at the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Only the third time that they have played at this venue. February 21st, 2019, and January 29th, 2020 were the other two times. Kicking the night off with Andy's last beer, followed by Make It Right. The next tune, number five, would be the first from the evening that would find a spot on my highlights playlist. A link for that ever-evolving list can be found in the show notes. This version would shake off number five proper and venture deep into the jungle about four minutes, cooling its heels and bringing it to a more sensual level about four minutes later, really spreading its wings as it continues on, almost reaching for the stratosphere, instead full of determination, driving right back into number five proper. New tune, Always October, next. This would also find a seat on my highlights list, and this one would see some nice expansion to it. To the point, when I was at this show, I was so lost in the jam that really ventured off about four and a half that when they brought it back into Always October at about 10-ish minutes, I thought to myself, Like, oh shit, we're still in always October. That's awesome. (laughs) This was also the first thing that I listened to the next morning. I went right to this always October. And it's funny because I legit sing this to my kids now every time I have to leave for a part of a tour. Um, you know, I'll be back on Monday because it's always how it is when I travel. So this was personally especially nice to get 
and it got some pretty nice treatment. And I'm so here for that. These Asking for a Friend tunes are still infants. They're not even a year old. So it's exciting to see what has happened with them already in just a few months. I know I've said that many times, but that's how I feel. (laughs) Tribute to the Spinal Shaft next. This would lace up its dancing shoes and gleefully head out slightly after seven and a half. This first set rounding out with Women, Wine, and Song and Exit Signs. Only the third time this Ross Dew song has been played since its debut at Umble back in November. We also saw it on January 12th at the 930 Club. Still clocking in at about the same time stamp, about 11 minutes, give or take a few seconds, those three versions. So no crazy expansion or jams coming from that one yet. Yet. Set two would open with Hourglass, tumbling into Plunger. That would find a seat on my highlights list. Falling down the rabbit hole about seven and a half-ish. And I said to a friend of mine, I felt like there were parts of this jam, specifically like the nine-ish minute mark that I predicted we may see come back again in the form of a future Ross Stew. I don't know. It was just giving me the vibes that we might uh, see that again sometime. Continuing on, full of Jubilee, coming to a more even level about 12 minutes, matter-of-factly making its way out the door and toward the next tune, Walletsworth. Dayville Monarchy next. This one would also find a spot on my highlights list. And side note, the Dayville from last summer in Grand Rapids, August 24th into Draconian, recommend listening to that. This version would slip into the jam slightly before four and a half. This fourth time that it's been played also had some Draconian vibes there for a minute toward the very end of the jam before it rounded the corner and revealed its next direction as sweetness. Last time we got one of those was in Iceland last year on March 25th. And I don't know about you, but it's really crazy to think that it's already been a year since Iceland. Sometimes it feels like there's no way it's already been a year, and sometimes it feels like it was longer than last year. So that's that's just crazy to think about. Anyway, wandering off on its own about two-ish minutes, felt like it was trying to make its way into Mrs. Robinson's strut, but it wouldn't fully allow itself to go all in. Random fun fact, Mrs. Robinson's strut debuted at the same umble that the tune we would get in the Encore bus call also debuted at. I love random shit like that. Embodying an attitude that would be the opposite of sweetness before sliding right into intentions clear. Slipping into something a little funkier and barking on its jam. Shouting out Joel and Stasic on that one. And Miss Tinkles would close out this second set. Encore, two songs that would start off with a huge... Huge bust out, the aforementioned bus call, 
Only played one other time, April 2nd, 2011 at Humble 2, 1,609 shows ago. A request that Sam Sutton made for his birthday. That was two days before the show. And I'll say, good fucking call, Sam. I am behind his requests because I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, I can't think of when it was, but I know that he had requested for Red Room and they dusted that off and played it. And so let's let Sam keep asking for songs. And Bad Friday to totally bring the evening to a close. And also random fun fact, because I know my listeners love to hear and know this kind of stuff. Jake brought out a new guitar during this run, making its live debut during the show at the Clyde Theater. Perhaps you saw a photo I posted in various locations online. Anyway, the gift that he received back in November, a CLF Research GNL. Retro Jam S500 Tobacco Sunburst. Just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I was so very excited to finally see her out in the wild. And she sounds so good. Excited to see and hear more from that guitar as the year goes on. Hopefully, we continue to see her. Carl, guess what? What, man? Not only is there a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support, but for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at Oh, Patreon. shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you will always be able to find the full version of the interview. It's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've, talk- we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more and more content more and more benefit and gosh dang it just helps sarah create more podcasts there's so many things on the back burner and sherman will be with us every day right sherman sherman's nibbling on my knee right now i miss my birdie (laughs) and as always thank you sarah hey rob what's up carl guess what time it is time for another season of Ooh, on this. That's right. You guessed it. How'd you guess it? <laughs> I don't know, but You're I'm so smart. We just did our first three interviews, and they were lengthy. I can't wait to share them with the audience. We're not afraid to go deep. Uh, we're going to jump into Juniper Tree. We're going to jump into, what was Joel's band's name again? Something Bob. Right? Something Stomper about Bob. Bob. Stomper, Stomper Bob. Bob. We're going to go back in time. And we're also Tashi gonna... Station. But we're also going to talk to people like Daniel Donato and Michael Palmasano and, and other folks. And Carl's going to make more mystery songs. And we're gonna he's going to make dishes that relate to the guests. We might even talk about Bigfoot and aliens. Who knows? A lot of food, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of sports, and a whole lot of bullshit. Tune in. Just natural conversation. Nothing forced, nothing scripted. Just real. Real life. Indeed. Moving along to January 27th in Grand Rapids at GLC Live at 20 Monroe. They've actually played here two times. But they recently changed the venue name from 20 Monroe Live to GLC Live at 20 Monroe. So it's actually listed both ways if you're looking this up on all things Umphreys. Last time at this venue, February 2nd, 2017. 
As I mentioned when I was just chatting about the show in Fort Wayne, the band recently played in Grand Rapids back in August on the 24th at Frederick Meyer Gardens. And this venue was so packed. I feel like this was the most I've ever walked around a venue to try and find a spot because there was just so many people. It was not easy at all maneuvering my way through to get up to the pit to take pictures, even moving around upstairs. Like I wanted to get some full shots of things. And so I went upstairs for a little while and just trying to move around and whatever during the night. There was just a shit ton of people there. Um, I mean, and obviously I've been to how many shows and there's always, you know, there's a lot of people, but there was a lot of people in this venue. It was not sold out surprising with the amount of people that were there but it was packed I wound up during the second set finding a really great spot like in the back which is not usually where I am but there was room and and air and it was good but it was it was a packed venue for sure set two this evening would start with walkout tune there's no crying in Mexico tumbling right into 40s theme and side note have you checked out the 40s theme episode in season one of Stew on This with Rob Turner and Carl Engelman. If you have not listened to that dynamic duo, Chat with Jake, I suggest you do that. In fact, all of their episodes in season one, really, really great conversations with Bayless, Chris Mitchell, Stasek, and more. Just the two of them are so amazing together on the show. Um, the witty banter, just the way that they communicate back and forth is just so awesome. So definitely check out all of season one. Stew on this. Season two dropped last Thursday. Episode two will be released this coming Thursday, February 16th. If you're listening to this when it airs on February 14th. So definitely check that out. Stew on this anywhere you podcast. Words next, followed by Small Strides. That tune, I've said it so many times over the past couple months, has become quite the jam vehicle in its short life. That one starts and, you know, you just better have your dancing shoes laced up real tight. And again, I've said it many times. I'm going to say it again. Feels like Small Strides has always been here. Feel the same way with the scapegoat. I know I keep saying that, but it just feels like they've always been here. Preamble into a full mantis next. The first tune from this evening that found a spot on my highlights list. Shaking off mantis proper. Wasting zero time sinking right into the jam. Slightly after six minutes. Gradually cooling itself off about four minutes later spreading its wings intentionally and delicately, gathering some more height as it continues, bursting through the clouds and just absorbing all sorts of energy, coming to a more even level slightly before 13 and a half, landing very nicely and without skipping a beat, dancing along, but only for a short time, falling all apart and dramatically into the second half of Mantis. And this first set in Grand Rapids closing with Booth Love 
featuring Mike Quinn from Doom Flamingo on saxophone. This would also find a place on my highlights list. And I am here to petition for all the booth love with saxophone. And this version was just oozing with it. Horns and or saxophone has happened a few times over the years. No surprise. Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret has sat in on this tune several times. Joshua Redman, Dominic Lolly, Nick Gerlach, to name a few. Scroll through all things Humphreys and you'll be able to see all the folks that have sat in on that tune. Like I said, I just love the depth and the sexiness that the saxophone adds to this tune. And I just really love a lot of Umphrey's tunes with horns, in case you haven't noticed how much I've been chatting about those Asking for a Friend tunes played on New Year's Eve with Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret. Absolutely love what the horns added to those tunes. And I'm sure I've mentioned it here on the show before how much I love Dave Matthews Band. So I'm sure that that has something to do with my love of these um songs with the horns. But I just think that when they have someone sit in, you know, Jen sits in on trumpet or someone sits in on saxophone, it just adds another layer to this and just gives it more depth as if we needed more depth in their songs but it just adds like that extra little like "Mm." okay (laughs) set two dances out with a very nice night nurse followed by an equally nice much obliged new tune hiccup next the fourth time this has seen play they would also take this for a spin in minneapolis the following week that show will unpack in next week's episode Cemetery Walk followed by Cemetery Walk 2 with Ross Bogan from Doom Flamingo on Keys. This would also find a seat on my highlights list. Taking us to the outer reaches of the universe within the depths of the jam. Really resonating out all sorts of energy about seven minutes. Very nicely sliding back into Chem Walk 2 proper slightly under three minutes later. Out of focus next the fourth time we've seen this one since its debut at Umble. Love that tune. And the triple wide with a Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin Tease on the way out the door to close out the second set. An encore two songs, first up Orfeo with just Joel on piano, followed by a full all in time. Stasic laying some groundwork before it defiantly charges off about three minutes unleashing a monster of massively aggressive proportions, very ominously building, working all sorts of energy, slamming back into all-in-time proper a little over three minutes later. Next up, January 28th at the Fillmore in Detroit. They've played at this venue 16 times. This was the first time that they've only played one night at this venue since January 31st, 2015. Last year, this was the scene of that stellar mantis, draconian mantis that I talk about so often. At least once a day, I talk about it. 
or think about it. (laughs) If you still have not given that a listen, be sure you do that ASAP. I promise you will not be disappointed. There is video of that on YouTube also, which I will link in the show notes. That sandwich is for sure going to be on my 2022 Hall of Fame ballot. Voting for that should be coming soon. Last I heard it was going to be in the month of February. Um, So definitely give that Mantis Draconian Mantis a spin and maybe it'll uh, show up on your ballot as well. And a quick shout out to new DATC media photographer, Anna Gerard. This was the first time that she did pictures for the company and she totally slayed it. Watching her work was incredible. And I knew right away during Doom that it was the perfect choice to bring her on. Kanika jumped into the pit and was, you know, going back and forth. And just being Kanika and all her amazingness. And I look over and there's Anna just following her and snapping pictures like it's the runway at New York Fashion Week. I mean, she's just killing it. And then when I saw her pictures, I was just so, so impressed. There are some of her pictures posted on DATC's Instagram page and Facebook if you're following those. Also, the post and email for this episode features some of her photos. I will link her social media pages also so you can check her out. She also did pictures for DATC at the Madison show the following week and the Jake Derringer Project After Party featuring Jake Sinegar. Those were also awesome. Posted those on social media. Maybe you saw them. So I am very excited about having Anna on the team. I love taking pictures. It's not my first love, but it's something that I'm learning how to do. Um, But it's nice to have someone else who can do it, especially when there's so many hats that I'm wearing when I'm at a show. So it's nice to have someone else that can do it. And like with the case of the Madison show, to be able to have someone there who can take pictures when I'm unable to be there. Um, She's going to be with me at summer camp. um, So I'm super excited for what the future holds. So welcome to the team, Anna. We're super happy to have you. Anyway, on to this night in Detroit. Set one would get started with the walkout tune, Cat Shot, followed by Pure Saturation. The bricks being laid for the next tune as they make their way out the door revealing itself as nothing too fancy next with an It's About That Time by Miles Davis jam. This would go unfinished for now, and the first half, clocking in at just over 18 minutes, would be the first tune from the evening that would find a spot on my highlights list, very sensually slipping into something a little more sexy, slightly before nine and a half, delicately dancing on gathering some more energy as it decides to head off on its own ideas instead of concluding nothing too fancy. A standard Succity Next followed by Malchais. This would also find a spot on my highlights list. Slinking into all sorts of interstellar grimy sexiness about five minutes. Coming to its senses quickly and methodically charging headfirst into the conclusion of Malchais. Every single time I have been on the rail for this tune, 
there is just this massive energy that resonates off of it. I just love it. There's like this heat that comes off of when they play that song. Every single time I've been on the rail for that song, it's just, there's just something about it. New tune, So Much, Next. The fifth time that has been played, followed by I Don't Know What I Want. The jam of this one would go on a nice, uplifting, scenic Sunday afternoon drive around the block. Made to measure with Mike Quinn on saxophone next. This also found a spot on my highlights list. Just oozing with all sorts of emotion. I just love this tune anyway. And just like I mentioned when chatting about the Grand Rapids show, I'm so here for the extra layers that the saxophone adds to this. I also really love Mike Quinn's tone. There are some saxophone players that I just don't love their tone. It's the same with some guitar players. I just don't like their tone. But Mike Quinn, I really love the way that he plays. Um, and he's a really good addition to Umphrey's songs. The first set ending with a love song as Bela sarcastically categorizes the next tune, Wizard Burial Ground. And I mean, it. we gotta know that when he says that, it's gonna be something along these lines. Although, I mean, I can get behind Wizard Burial Ground being a love song. I digress, though. <laughs> set two, opening with DeJunk, moving along to Wife Soup and Spires. Last played last fall, September 4th, at Grand Sierra Theater in Reno, Nevada. A scapegoat next, followed by the conclusion of the Nothing Too Fancy from earlier in the evening. A cover of Radiohead's Creep with Kanika Moore on vocals next. Only covered one other time, November 19th, 2021, at the National in Richmond, Virginia. The first time this would see female vocals when covered by Umphreys. They actually recently played this again on Jam Cruise, which of course we will get to that in a future episode. But how fucking amazing was this with her on vocals? Serious goosebumps. Just even thinking about it again right now, I'm just getting goosebumps. I just love her so much. She is absolutely incredible. An incredible artist, an incredible singer, and just incredible presence, an incredible woman. She is just amazing. And I don't know if you saw the post yesterday, I believe it was. Her oldest daughter, Naomi, so very, very, very sadly passed away after a six-month battle with rare autoimmune disease called central nervous system vasculitis. I think that's how you say that. And there's just literally no words to even say about any of that. Like, I opened my Instagram, and I saw that, and I was just, like, sitting there. I think I even had my hand over my mouth because my son Brendan was like, why do you have your hand over your mouth like that? And I'm just like, I don't know what to say about this. Like, it's so freaking sad. It's just, uh, I don't even know. Like, as a mother, I just, 
I can't even fathom what she's going through right now. Like, I just, I can't even. I just can't. And so sad. And just sending all sorts of love to Kanika and her family right now. Because it's just, I I just, wow. Yeah. So, sending all the love and the blessings and the good vibes and just everything. Just mentally wrapping my arms around her and her family right now. Because that's just the absolute saddest thing in the entire world. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Moving along to the ending of set two with her bird bath, abandoning its roots and enjoying some time on its own, coming back into her bird bath slightly after six minutes, maniacally slinking off on a little detour about eight minutes, fully coming back into her bird bath about two minutes later. Definitely not mad about her birdbath in the set ending position. An encore for the evening. One tune, Believe the Lie, last time played last year in Asheville on February 25th. Hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it, uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview, and then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the, the gooey goodness that happens in, in each of these songs. They They all have a unique personality and we explore that the best versions of the song the the uh traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs and then we have a metal round with a guest from the umphreys world and they each jimmy myself and the guest pick their top three versions of said song and then you the listener vote on them and there is some waxing poetic not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. I tell you, Carl, there's a lot of people out there who have either band or, or they have a business or they're an artist and then, you know, they're looking to reach this music-loving, traveling music fan mm -hmm. kind of world, which can be elusive. Yes, they're dreamers. Yes, like-minded people. What better way than through Dropped Among This Crowd? If you want to, if you want to, if you have a podcast you want to create, mm -hmm. Sarah can provide a platform. She can, she can provide um, promotion on social media. She can provide an engineer. Um, or if you want to advertise, or if you have any big idea, particularly with the artists, mm -hmm. you want to email Sarah at DA 
BATCmediacompany.com. She can provide, again, a platform for your podcast, social media promotion. Uh, she can even provide an engineer. Because, folks, you know, you want to reach fellow Humphreys fans or jam fans or music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it, or, as in the case of Stu on this, mm-hmm. foodies, mm-hmm. music-loving foodies. That's right. And if y'all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get Carl directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material, some artistic expressions that that you want to get paid for, you contact Sarah J. And if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with, you send them to me, Rob Turner. <laughs> All right. Finally this week, January 29th at the House of Blues in Cleveland, Ohio. Never miss a Sunday show and never miss a Sunday show in Cleveland. This venue they've played at 12 times. And this is actually my second most seen venue, according to my All Things Umphreys account. I've seen half of the shows they played there, which is an interesting fun fact. Three Sisters Park, where Summer Camp is, is my top venue, which is not surprising with the amount of shows that they play over any given Summer Camp weekend. This evening in Cleveland would rip right out of the gate with attachments, venturing off slightly before seven and a half. Rocker Part 2 next, followed by Atmosphere Egg. Last seen during the aforementioned two nights in Asheville, North Carolina last year on February 26th. Absolutely love how much the audience was like, fuck yes, when this started. Even, you know, in the moment when I was there, I thought that. And then listening back to the recording, I'm just like, oh, I love how much everybody was so into this. It's Not Your Fault would follow in a very meaty sandwich, the back half of this first set. Utopian Fur into Speak Up into Utopian Fur. No surprise, you'll find this on my highlights list. The first part of this Utopian was just an appetizer, walking very nicely into Speak Up, taking a slight pause before heading into the real meat of this, the second half of Utopian. Shaking off Utopian and wasting no time getting into the gritty of it. Opening slightly about three minutes, revealing more layers as it continues on. Rounding the corner a little over four minutes later. Soaring out wing spread, dropping back into the previous jam for a few seconds. Coming back down to earth to contemplate some things before driving full speed ahead back into Utopian. Dramatically going for one more drive around the neighborhood. Quite an adventure. Recommend listening to that for sure. As my one buddy said, utopian fur, more like utopian filth. So yeah, that about sums it up. (laughs) That brings us to the final set of the weekend, set two in Cleveland. Love how Ringo starts to sneak its way in a little bit before fully revealing itself, stomping off about six minutes, leaving Ringo as an afterthought and embarking on its own journey, driving its heels deeper about four minutes later. 
pulling into the driveway and back home into Ringo about 14 and a half-ish minutes. New Wings next, followed by In the Kitchen, dissolving its attachment to In the Kitchen proper slightly before five minutes, proving it can stand on its own two legs, stretching way out and wandering far from home, getting a metallic industrial feel to it as it starts to set its sights on the exit. This would go unfinished for now, instead embarking on Kula, last seen over the summer, June 4th, at St. Augustine Amphitheater in St. Augustine, Florida, at Fool's Paradise. Rounding out this second set with Whoppy Sprayberry, getting into its groove about four minutes, spending some time among the stars, embracing its interstellar dance vibe, cooling its heels about four minutes later, but only for a few seconds to catch its breath before blasting right off again, falling back to earth about 11 minutes, piecing together and crawling its way back into Whoppy. It is my favorite when it comes back together and it's just this massive monster resonating all of this energy out. I know I've said it before, but I just fucking love that tune. Threw this on my highlights list too. And Slacker would completely close out this second set, embarking on one last adventure for the evening very early on, after only about two minutes enjoying some time unchaperoned, showing its own maturity, coming back into slacker proper 10 minutes later. An encore, Bittersweet Haji, a mashup of Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve and Haji, only played seven times total, including this time here, Last seen pre-COVID, August 16th, 2019, at the Fillmore in Miami, Florida, and the conclusion of In the Kitchen from mid-second set to bring the whole weekend to a close. So I get asked often, and especially when I'm doing a run, how I feel about the nights, like putting them in order. And of course, one night, isn't better than another. And if I were to look at my highlights list to try to answer this, I have four from each night on there, which just happened to work out that way. But if I had to put these four nights in some kind of order, they would go night one, night three, night four, night two. Would love to know what you think about that. Which was your favorite night from this four-night Midwest run? It was quite a weekend. I don't think that I've ever done four nights in four cities like that. Um, If I've done, I mean, I've done multi-night runs, obviously, New Year's and whatever, but it's all in one spot. And so this was, you know, quite quite a lot of traveling around and going from place to place, but it was awesome. And I had an amazing time and I got to see some awesome friends and spend some time with people that I usually don't get to. And I also got to check out Sweetwater in Fort Wayne. And that is like heaven on earth. Um, if any of you know me, you know how I feel about guitars. Don't play but I sure love them and being able to walk into the electric guitar room and just walk around in a circle and just stare at the walls. Like I'm in an art museum was 
one of the greatest moments of my life. So, yeah. Highly suggest going to Fort Wayne and going to Sweetwater if you never have. I cannot wait to go back. That was an awesome experience. And I'm very grateful that Sweetwater invited me out to tour their facilities. That was super awesome. So, thanks, guys. So, that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes, including where you can listen to the shows chatted about in this episode. If any of these nights are on Relisten or Archive, I've been including those in there as well for anyone who doesn't have nugs or doesn't want to buy these on UM Live. Um, so if there are Archive or Relisten links, you'll find them there as well. Also, any videos or anything that I have referenced throughout this episode. Also in the show notes, you'll find info for where you can check out how you can support DATC Media on Patreon. 14-day free trials are now available, so it gives you a taste of what you'll get when you subscribe. There are pictures and there's content and video. Um, a couple of NFL talks with Will Engelman and Rob Turner. I'm going to be adding some more things on there as well. And all of that content is not available anywhere else. So check that out. 14 day free trials of Patreon. And there's so much other stuff in the show notes. So take a scroll through and check it all out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.